five, four, three, two, one. I'm John Miglosh for the Wisconsin DMA. We fight for mail and direct marketing every day. Uh, this is probably something you haven't seen. So ad of the day is from a relationship charity, which a year ago did a campaign about sex in the golden years or the silver years or something. Anyway, so now this is beyond me here. What they've done for this year is, I didn't realize this, but the biggest rise in STIs is in the over 65 population. So they created these, what look like, <laughs> sort of like seed packets that also sort of like look like something else. Take care when you harden off. <laughs> and inside is a condom. And... <laughs> Believe it or not, they're actually putting these in a garden store in the seed racks because they know that us oldies like gardening and obviously we like something else, but we don't like talking about it and maybe we don't like using those products either. And luckily for me, I'm happily married, which is the best thing there is in the world. Uh, but anyway, I just thought you'd get a kick out of this, and uh, there's all kinds of, here's where you get it, Finchley Nurseries in the UK, Independent Garden Store, <laughs> there's, there's some more of them, uh, well, I guess they're having fun, and it'll be a great, great for memes and other things, so get over to WDMA and subscribe, and you get the show notes every day. I just got off the phone with Ron Davis. We're planning the WDMA golf outing. I I told him we we had agreed on the 21st of June. I won't say too much about it till we finalize that date. And we're trying to pick a venue that's in between Minnesota and Chicago, about the middle, and not too far for the Milwaukee crowd. And if you want to come from Iowa, we have some members out in Iowa. Excellent. It would be excellent. So Ron's putting that together. He put me in charge of having a big trophy, so I got to get on that right away. I did find a few on eBay. Um, they wouldn't say WDMA on them, but we could sticker something over it. Okay, so here's an article that I tried to get to yesterday from Summer Gould, uh, Brand United, and she's suggesting a strategy refresh. And this could apply to anything you're doing. I mean, it could apply to any project you've got, the way you do customer service or or the way you do shipping and fulfillment or, or your marketing, which is what her point is. She said, too often we find a formula that works. In this case, she, called, she says a direct mail format that works and just stick to it. Over time, the ROI is shrinking. Might be shrinking. You know, Grant Johnson told me that he works with a particular insurance company and he does lots and lots of split testing and we get a we get a we reestablish a new control that's working like crazy and then they'll say okay see ya this is good enough and then two or three years go by and they keep mailing the same thing and it gets stale and they say well why don't you come back and you know freshen it up he said well you know you could have been testing all along and it never would have gone downhill like this yeah yeah but you know, so it's nice work. Anyway, so Summer, you know, I don't disagree with Summer very often, but 
she says it's time to use inductive thinking, and I did uh, I did Google inductive thinking just to make sure I wasn't off. But when I was doing my graduate work in philosophy, um, we used to say there's two kinds of thinking: deductive and and bad. <laughs> it's like math, kind of. That's deductive. Inductive is hmm. It looks sunny out. It must be daytime. It could be daytime, or it could be that you're at uh, Yankee Stadium and they've got the bright lights on, and so you're mistaken. See? Okay, so so I'm a little suspicious right off the bat, but not because summer's wrong. It's because I have too much education. Okay, so five steps in re <laughs> Let's just skip ahead here. First, doubt everything, which of course is impossible, right? You can't doubt everything. Uh, Rene Descartes proved that. He said, I'm going to try and doubt everything, but he can't doubt that somebody's doubting something. There's always a doubter when you try to doubt everything. So again, philosophically, summer's on shaky ice <laughs> or thin ground <laughs> to go back to the seed metaphor. Anyway, um, but questions are good. Questions are a good place to start. Question what you think you know about direct mail. Okay, well, we got another article coming up for that. Okay, probe into the possible. Okay, what could we do differently? Okay, go into the minds of the customers. Again, I don't even know my own mind. How do I get into theirs? I don't know. <laughs> but then diverge. What you learn from steps two, one and two, now go to the one true problem that you wish to address. I took my one business course at University of Wisconsin, and I told the professor, it seems to me this is what you're trying to teach, to clearly define the question, think of as many answers as you can, look back at the question you're trying to solve and map across to a better one, not necessarily the only one. And he said, that's really good. He said, only 10% of my class probably figures that out. Well, Summer did. I said, I've noticed one other thing. I should have shut up, but I didn't. I said... You give multiple choice exams and the students are convinced that there's only one right answer and you memorize the, <laughs> the textbook. And he said, no one's ever said that before and you probably, you're probably right. He said, he took a couple steps back. He said, but I have so many students, I have to give quickie exams or something. I said, well, your exams teach more than your course. Okay, so anyway, you come up with as many ideas as no matter how crazy and then you map across and see which might be the better one. Converge. These are big words. Summer, these are big words. Now you're ready to move to analyzing what you came up with to find a solution that will work best. You need to use logic. Well, we already abandoned that when we went to inductive thinking. If you want logic, it's deductive. Okay? And practicality. Again, the opposite of logic. <laughs> I learned too much in philosophy. Okay, and then reevaluate. And here's where I really, really, I connect back up with, with Summer. A-B testing. See which designs, lists, and so forth perform the best. Okay? And it should be an ongoing process. Right? Because what happens when you test is things often don't work out as expected. That's what causes you to begin the process that, that Summer is thinking about. And so I hardly agree with it. I just want to tease Summer because I always do. And she and she always 
says hi. So that's your problem summary. You shouldn't be so encouraging. Okay, here's an excellent, excellent article. So fasten your seatbelts. This is from Mike Gunderson, Gunderson Direct out in San Francisco area. And the fundamentals of direct mail design. And he kind of picks up where, where Summer left off. Uh, most in-house designers are well-versed in digital marketing. But then someone says, let's add direct mail to the mix. And they say, oh, that's fine. That's ducky. Uh, if we use the digital design principles, we'll do just swell. And the truth is that digital's growing costs and diminished ROI become clear. Direct mail becomes an enticing option. But going from screen to paper isn't as straightforward as it seems. Companies looking to test direct mail, what they really want is to try direct mail, but there's a way to test even on your very first mailing. You should be thinking that way. Whenever you think mail, think test. There's a way to do it. It might take a drill press or a magic marker down the side, but there is a way to do it. Companies looking to test direct mail are often seeking a partner to help with strategy, data, production, printing, and analysis. And that's what we're doing for a retailer in Chicago. But regarding their design, their preference is to have their digital designers lead the creative. Very dangerous. And that's what I was told, exactly 100%. Well, right now, I'm just learning that their data is... Hmm. Anyway, that sets up the client's design team and, most importantly, the mail program sets up for failure. Okay? Direct mail is a different animal, and you want to get somebody who's gotten success in direct mail on your design team. I actually headed a design team for several years, believe it or not. Say, so you don't know design, you're a data guy. Yeah, okay, well, we had, we had great success. We had some breakthrough tests and really launched the company. Anyway, format. This is one of the best progressions I've ever seen of possible formats. Uh, and I can't read it because it's too small. But postcard, I know it starts with, and it goes all the way up to uh, self-mailer and, uh, you know, regular inserts and all kinds of stuff. And here's a actually dimensional mailing. And there you go. Very, very nice progression. You should be thinking about a lot of them. And if you're, if you're on the process of saying, hey, what would we do in mail? Well, try to get on the mailing list of competitors. And say, and you know, just go on their website and say, I'd like more information. And as we learned earlier in the week, just make up a name, Tom Cruise, and give them your home address if you want, um, especially if you're in a good zip code. And that will get you a bunch of mail from competitors unknowingly. No one considers that unethical. I mean, they could kick you out. Every now and then it happens, you know, when I, when I would... When I would, <laughs> I don't know how it happens, but sometimes they'd spot you. Um, don't tell them you're doing it either. Don't call them up. Okay, envelopes have power. My daughter worked for a large um, uh, equipment manufacturing uh, nonprofit. They were doing, they were doing a trade show, their first ever in South America, and my daughter was in charge of it. And she said, we're not getting the greatest response. I said, what are you sending out? And she said, we're sending out postcards because we've always done postcards. We always announce our shows with postcards. I said, have you ever tested 
like a number 10 in a business letter because you're going to high-powered people. It's a very expensive show. She said, no, how would you do that? And I explained how to do an A-B test with an envelope offer and a postcard offer. And guess what? The envelopes outpulled. They probably cost twice as much, but they outpulled four times. And since their list was relatively small and they wanted to get as many people as possible to the trade show, the envelopes killed it. She said, well, we're going to do envelopes all the time now. I said, no, that's not the point. The point was you test. <laughs> but you can have a 400% improvement in response by using an envelope instead of a postcard because I've done it. Okay, right there. Gave you the case study. Okay, and Mike has another article that you can reference over there on in this in notes. If you go over to WDMA.org and get the show notes. Or, I don't know what this link is, some kind of link, but I don't know uh, what it is. Anyway, so um, also in envelopes, here's, you know, how do you get it open? This is the classic important information from a bank, right? You might want to say a, you might want a different indicia. We'll show an example of that later. This one is promotional, but does have a stamp on it, Okay. And I would say I would have kept if you want to if you want to test artwork versus versus stealth, then I would say put the same point on each. That's what I would do. But you know you test your way along, right? You can test slick finishes or here's the printing element or spot varnish. There's there was an AT&T mailer that had spot varnish on it that I really liked, and they mailed it a couple times to me now, so it must be working. Anyway, slick finishes or fake smudges and handwritten fonts. This one's a really tricky one because I've seen response go up significantly by using worse paper. So that's what the idea of this, the, the smudge is, is that we're a company you can relate to. And if you notice here, you've got the indicia printed on here that's downhill. If you can tell that, but it's definitely downhill. It's going downhill. So it's it looks like it's been run through a postage meter instead of and maybe it was <laughs> instead of you know the fancy the fancy postage stuff like this one. Okay, that one definitely looks like like you know business mail, junk mail, whatever you want to call it. This one looks like it's more personal. No information up here versus the uh, the logo, which you can do. This one's a little more professional. This one is sort of halfway, and this one is really blank. You don't know who that is, right? So, but the smudge is right here. It's difficult to see, so I highlighted it. Anyway, um, copy and content, content hierarchy, organize it well. You'll see in the mailings to follow. The headline should stand out. You should be able to scan it. You should be able to hand it to somebody, and in five seconds they can get what's going on without reading all the depth, but there should be some depth, okay? And that's one of the things that makes mail a different different, different kettle of fish than um, email or, or just digital display. You know, in those cases, they're usually just giving you a teeny tip of the, of the information needed, getting you to click through, kind of like the envelope. Okay, make the call to action prominent. When I went to help Adobe get started in mail, no, it was uh, 
not Adobe. We did a lot of work with Adobe, but it was, uh, it was, uh, it was. Yeah, it's funny because I can remember the, the Jolly Roger flying over their, um, over their, over their uh, corporate headquarters. And the sunglasses people, Oakley, similar to Adobe. Oakley, you know, I said, where's the call to action? They said, right here. You know. And in the body copy, I said, no, it doesn't count. Okay, so here you got a nice illustration. You've got a subhead or a head headline, sleep tight call, animite. Don't know what animite is. Um, def defend your homes against springtime invaders. Oh, I thought it was a mattress company. It's a pest control company. They should have a piece of bu a bug in there someplace. Mike, test a bug. <laughs> Test a couple of bugs on the envelope, just like little ants around there. Make me creeped out. <laughs> oh, you missed it. Okay, let's have a beer on the on the on, on whether we win or not. You maybe you've done it already, but um, you know, leave it all alone and just add a couple of ants in appropriate places. <laughs> Animite, and it might want to say Animite Pest Control. I can't see if it does, but that would be a. a it, it may say it up there. I, I can't read the Animite logo. But anyway, Mike points out that the that the side banner does a lot of work. Now, the danger in the side banner is that we've we've trained our eyes not to go look at the side banners because of all the digital ads, right? So this looks kind of like a digital design team did it to put all that information there, okay? So I might consider moving it around a little differently so it doesn't look quite so much like a website, which it does. I like the coupon. I like the tear-off. Imagery, have great imagery. Be careful. Uh, it's not all about the imagery. And and um, I, like, I like to have captions so that you say, what's the point of your image? But vibrant colors, you know, wonderful. And uh, inserts. I love inserts. Where'd that insert go? Oh, here it is insert they've got a little uh booger glue card in the mailer that makes it feel thicker um also i would say um bucks buck slips brochures tip on cards magnets and other tchotchkes i've never seen that spelled out i think it's yiddish and um you can also make those add a sound or a little bit of a rattle or a crinkle which is really good, but especially good to thicken the mailer. I showed you the mailer that I got, the pen mailer. That's my one of my very favorite mailers of all time because it crinkles, it's thick, looks like a package. All those things. There's so much you can do um, to, so many ways to test. But the key to testing is don't test the obvious and don't test the trivial. Well, what's in the middle? That's why you want to give somebody like Mike a call who's done it before. Don't let your design team ruin your mailer. <laughs> and I'm not kidding either. Dead serious. Thanks, Mike. Great article. Bye-bye.